My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Living in Mexico at the moment, and uh, well, I've I've taken a break for a couple of months. It's been a rough couple of months. I got sick. Some other family members got sick, and and it's been tough. But uh, of course, of course, I have many people, many listeners, and students here who want more. You know, people who who want to keep boosting their spoken English. And today, folks, I've got some hard hitting information for you. That will help you boost your use of spoken English, particularly, of course, the American accent. You see, something that I like to apply to my own life is what we call the eighty-twenty principle. The eighty-twenty principle. Now, I'm sure many people listening have heard this. It also goes by the name the Pareto principle, and others listening may have never heard of this, and that's all right too. Here's what the eighty-twenty principle states. It states that 80% of what we achieve is done with 20% of our effort. That means 80% of the effort that we put into something only achieves us 20% of the results. This is something which I suggest looking into because it applies to all aspects of human nature and human life. Sociologically, it's even studied as an aspect of human nature, and this is an interesting one because if we apply it to our learning. Well, then we can learn a lot faster as well, can't we? And for myself as a teacher, this is a method that I like to apply to my learning. And so for today, we're going to look at the twenty percent of work that you can do to see an eighty percent improvement. This is for vowel sounds. This particular topic of today is all about vowel sounds, tense vowels or long vowels. They're also called. Do you ever wonder what the difference between your vowels and those of American speakers is? Do you ever notice how it seems like Americans maybe stretch their vowels out a little bit more, but not quite in the same way? Letters like I, A, interesting sounds. I, A, I ate it. I, A. I'm not just saying I. Neither am I just saying A. A lot of people will mix those up. These are tense vowels. Tense vowels. Are vowels that use two movements to make them. We also call them diphthongs. Diphthongs like I, a long I sound, I, or a, a, a long a sound, a. Now these sounds are a little tricky to get the hang of, but once you see what they have in common, this will all make sense. Now before we get into that, I've got to tell you folks about something. Video course content. Is coming out because that is another thing I've been working on. That's something I've been dedicating myself to、uh, over the last couple of months that I've taken a, a little break. I have been putting together for you a course on the T stress. T 
NFT stress. That is coming out very soon. And I'm talking, I'm in the recording stage now. So all I've got to do is record, edit, and honestly, I think it'll be ready to go pretty soon. So folks, that is coming. And if you've got any interest in that, send me a message on Instagram where you can find me at en.outloud. And I'll give you a little information about this upcoming T-Stress course. Of course, I'll be posting a lot of information on there as well. And that also goes to say, give me a follow on Instagram. You know you want to get these kinds of tips. And my Instagram, I like to regularly post tips and post things that, you know, help you boost your spoken English throughout the day. So check me out on Instagram, en.outloud. You can find a ton of great stuff on there, which, uh, hey, if English isn't your first language, even if you've been speaking it for years... I'll bet you I've got a few tips on there that can help you take it to another level. And beyond that, while you give me a follow on Instagram, make sure that you hit subscribe or follow or whatever it says on the podcasting app that you're listening to this on. Because if you like the kinds of tips that I'm giving out here, you want to make sure that you're updated whenever new information is coming out. And rest assured, a lot of new information is coming out in the days to come, my friend. So hit follow, hit subscribe, and take control of your spoken English. Now let's see a major step on taking control of your spoken English. Why glides and tense vowels? Why glides and tense vowels? You see, a glide. Glide literally means to move with one smooth, unbroken motion. Tense vowels are diphthongs. And diphthongs are vowel sounds that use two positions in one single syllable one single part or unit of sound. We call these two positions the pure vowel and the glide. Glides are extra, unwritten sounds used to distinguish tense vowels, like when I say I or A, those are tense vowels. Remember, they're using two positions, I, A. And this distinguishes tense vowels and links them to surrounding words. Glides will sound like a Y or a W, depending on the vowel sound used. We're going to look at, like I said, the Y, Y glides today. The difficulty here is that many people don't use glides because they don't know that they exist. In Spanish, glides don't exist. In, I'm sure, many other languages as well, glides do not exist. Many of my students who speak Mandarin and Japanese or Korean all feel that Y glides truly helps them to open their eyes to the American accent. Because, you see, leaving glides out of your speech may make it sound a little choppy and incomplete to American listeners. Like I said, American listeners are listening for these vowel sounds to be fully pronounced. Here's where Y glides come into play. So Y glides are used with four different sounds in spoken English. We've got A, I, E, and OI. These are all diphthongs, and diphthongs are all made with two parts. Like I said, two-part sounds, the pure vowel and the glide. Now for today, we're only going to look at the I and A, just to break this down so you can, you know, focus on one step at a time. So repeat back to me now. First this sound. Ah, ah. And now how about another here? Eh, eh. That's that pure vowel. Ah, just one motion. Now the second, the glide. 
quick and fading yee. Y sound. That's why we call it a Y glide. Yee. Now, when that Y glide comes right after a pure vowel, we get the sound I. I. Real slow motion, it's like I. But quickly, I. I. I hope so. And then let's do that again to make A. We take the A, we add a yee. A. A. I ate it. I A. I ate it. Let's get the hang of this with a handful of words here. Just with this I and A sound. Like I said, I don't want to confuse you folks. I just want to see that you see some steady improvement. First off, let's practice this Y glide in some common words. Could you repeat back to me? Able. Able. I'm able to help. I'm able to help. Another one here. Same. Same. The same thing. The same thing. So notice both of those words stretching out that A, long A sound. Just after that, we've got day. This is a very common ending, is it not? A-Y ending? Day. Middle of the day. Let's see that tensei now. Now we've seen some of those. Let's see that tensei. How about icon? Icon. Click the icon. Click the icon. Another good one here. Fly. That won't fly. That won't fly. Here's another one. I notice a lot of people mix this one up. Sign. S-I-G-N. People pronounce sign as if the G is strong. It's a silent G. Sign. Sign above the line. The I in sign, same as the I in line. Sign above the line. You hear those? Pretty good ones. Pretty good. Now let's see just a couple of quick phrases, some common phrases, so you can start to use this in your daily life. Take it away. And notice the flap T in there. The T in the word it becomes a D. Take it away. In a state of shock. In a state of shock. Why won't you? Why won't you? Every time. Every time. Notice that? Every tie. Every time. And how about a couple of quick little phrases? Repeat these back to me. Be polite and clean your space. There's a good one. Be polite and clean your space. Say what you said to me the other day. And notice, by the way, with the word said, I'm not saying said. With S-A-I-D, it is spelled as though it should be said, but we actually say said. Say what you said to me the other day. This drive may take a while. This drive may take a while. That's real slow motion. Slow motion is okay while you're practicing, folks. This helps your muscles adjust. This drive may take a while. Okay, so, so far so good. 
We've seen a handful of sentences where we've gotten a little practice, and I truly hope I've opened your ears to this this fact of spoken English, because this is very consistent in spoken English. Let's see now just a handful of why glides in some idiomatic expressions. See what we've got. The first one here. Repeat back to me. Just pretend like I'm listening. Pretend like this is a free class that you're taking right now and repeat back to me. Play along. Play along. Just play along with what I say. That means pretend to cooperate or reinforce a lie. If you play along, then you're kind of joining in on a lie. That's a blunt way to put it, but man, that's what we say. Play along. Another one here, on thin ice. I, on thin ice. What does that mean? If someone says, hey, buddy, you're on thin ice. He's on thin ice. He had better not make another mistake. He's on thin ice. That means that somebody's losing their patience with you. They're losing their patience, folks. They say, hey, you're on thin ice. This means... You and I have a problem. I'm, I'm losing my patience. You're on thin ice. And notice pay, patience. It's got another A in that patience. Keep your ears open. Keep your ears open, my friends. And here's one more. Here's one more. My previous episode about uh, money idiomatic expressions, episode number 80, all about money expressions. So here's an expression for you which is commonly used with money. Make a killing. Make a killing. If you say, we made a killing. Made a killing. It means that you made a lot of money. It can also just mean that something is very successful. Like, I could actually say that money episode made a killing for my podcast. That episode did exceedingly well. I'm glad to hear you folks want to know all about money. That's good news. And if you say you made a killing... You know, you could say, after I made a killing in the stock market, I bought a new house. You made a killing, you bought some Bitcoin, you bought some Ethereum, you made a killing, you bought a house. And congratulations, if that's you, congratulations. And if not, well, look into investing, folks. Look into safe investing, not this gambling. You don't want to do gambling. Look at some strategies on how you can do it safely. Or, you know, see a bank advisor. But the fact is, you know, you want to be smart with your money. Do you not? You want to be smart with your money. Let your money work for you. That's what they say, is it not? Let your money work for you. That's another good... Is that an idiom? I don't know if it's an idiom or what. You can say, hey, I bought some bank stocks. Instead of just leaving my money in the bank, I bought stocks of a bank. And now I'm making money every quarter, every three months. You're getting some dividends. You make your money work for you. All right, anyway, that's all I've got for today, folks. Like I said, we're not going to do this full Why Glide business today. That is coming. That will come. This is part one of a two-part series of Why Glides. And you've heard episode number one, so I'm happy for that. And, and thank you, by the way, for checking out episode number 81. I've been working arduously arduously look it up it means working very hard strenuous effort i have been working arduously on getting some new material together for you so that you as somebody who's looking to take full control of their spoken english can take it a step further with some accent reduction classes 
Now, one-on-one classes are one thing, which I do offer. I do offer, indeed, $16 American and $0.25 for each 25-minute session. And I'm happy to show up weekly, folks. You do it from your house, I'll do it from mine. Uh, message me on Instagram if you're interested in one-on-one classes. However, this video course is going to come out and it's going to knock your socks off. It's going to be a similar style to my one-on-one classes, and you might even say it has some advantages over one-on-one classes, considering you'll be able to review the video as many times as you like, and you'll have your lessons all cut up and ready to go for you to learn from. So if you're interested in that, send me a message on Instagram. I'm happy to give you a little information about the T stress in the American accent and uh, set you up with a video course that's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Thank you for listening on in today, folks. I hope that you learned some valuable information. I'm certain that you did. And I'm proud to have been an active member in you learning this valuable information. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your food. These days, I'm eating healthier. I'm eating a little healthier. I'm back on the cucumber water. I took a break from cucumber water for a while. I've spoken about that in a past episode once or twice. Cucumber water, which is great stuff, by the way. Cucumber water helps you lose weight. It lowers your blood sugar. And and diabetes is getting high all around the world these days. So we've got to control our blood sugar. We're human beings, folks. And we're filling our bodies with all this toxic candy and grease and delicious sludge, this and that, just syrup on ice. And we just slurp it up through a straw to, to wash down our greasy hamburgers. But God, it's good. It is delicious, is it not? I love greasy hamburgers. In fact, I miss McDonald's in Canada because there you can get poutine uh, alongside your burger. You can change your fries for a poutine. And poutine, I don't know if I've spoken about it much in the past, but poutine is a delectable Canadian dish of French fries with some cheese curds, which if you don't know what cheese curds are, just look them up. You'll find You'll find them. Or just look up poutine. You got french fries. You put cheese curds on top like these little, you know, kind of uh, blocks of cheese. Teeny little spongy cheese, kind of fat cheese pieces. And then you uh, pour gravy on top of that. I have a great recipe for poutine that I used to cook here in Monterey. And I used to sell around Monterey. And, uh, and I had a lot of fun doing that. It's just, you know, if I teach online... Uh, I don't have to buy a food truck, <laughs> you know, I could, I just needed to buy a microphone to do this, microphone, set up my sound system, buy some things to muffle the sound around the room, and ready to go. Whereas, if I wanted to keep selling poutine, which I loved it, I was like, okay, number one, I'm contributing to Mexico's diabetes rate, this isn't good, this isn't good. I love cooking, and I love cooking poutine, and I love serving it to people. Maybe if I hung out outside of McDonald's around here, I'll just, you know, set up a little stand outside of McDonald's selling poutine. And I'll say, hey, if you wanted that, I'm trying to petition for McDonald's to start selling poutines here in Mexico because it's delicious and everybody's going to love it. And I've got a great cheese. It's a Mexican cheese and it's not quite cheese curds, but it's pretty close, pretty close. And so I use that uh, and I can easily... Make a killing outside of McDonald's, financially. Anyway, 
Anyway, I'm not going to do that, though. I'll just keep making... If I do that, it's going to take time away from the podcast, take time away from making videos, and uh, and you folks are going to get bored waiting. You're going to get bored waiting. So, I got to say, welcome back to the English Out Loud podcast. Also, I'm going to be doing a little bit of rebranding in the days to come. Rebranding is most certainly going to be happening. Uh, changing the name, changing the name pretty much changing the name changing the name maybe changing some styles of some things maybe i'll get a new song or something i could use a new song new intro play around with that kind of stuff and uh keep you folks interested with a little bit of change good change good change i'm here to educate folks i'm here to educate and good change uh it it helps us both anyway i was about to wrap it up i was already on the food thing enjoy your food and have a good one I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.